This Is Us Too is brought to you by Minute with Mary. If you want to get a little glammed up for the holidays, please check out the hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook and request to join my marvelous VIPs. Listen, I'm sorry I dragged you all the way out here for, well, for nothing. For nothing? Yeah. Kevin, we went to the same place your father fought a war. We, We walked the same land he walked. It has to count for something, doesn't it? I could have handled an unpredictable ending, you know, but I... I didn't think I'd go home with nothing. Well, maybe it's not the ending. Maybe we're just in the middle. Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I think... I am never, ever going to run for city council. I don't think I'm ever going to run for anything, ever, as a matter of fact. Just because, man, that what, what <laughs> the complications that you get out of all of this is is just not worth it. It's just bonkers. Just just not worth it. Man. Absolutely bonkers. My goodness gracious. Well, you know, something in this episode is something that we've done. Um, back when I was pregnant with our first child, uh, we decided to get a gender reveal cake. And That's it was right. crazy, guys. It was so crazy. Um, we Same thing happened. We um, had the doctor, the ultrasound person, write a little note to let us know what the gender was. We gave it to the bakery and the bakery made a cake and inside it was going to be pink or blue. And we were going to find out on Thanksgiving with our family. We're going to have this as part of the Thanksgiving (laughs) dessert. And um, instead, on my way to the bakery, I got a phone call from the doctor saying, I don't want to alarm you. But we finished up, you know, you're halfway through scan. In addition to finding out the gender, um, there were some things that were alarming on the child's brain. Um, There are cysts on the child's brain. So this could mean nothing or this could mean a lot of something that wouldn't be too good. So I can't see you until after the holiday because tomorrow's Thanksgiving and then it's Friday and then it's Saturday and then it's Sunday. So Monday, why don't you come on in? So I picked up this cake with a fake smile on my face, got in the car, and uh, called Blake and said, we have to call off the gender reveal because I'm so sad uh, that something could be wrong. Instead, Blake and I ate the cake. That's right. (laughs) And it was blue inside, which was awesome. Yep. And come to find out, that uh, the brain cysts did mean nothing for us, but um, that when that doctor called you and said, "Yeah, don't worry about it, though. It's, don't Google it. You'll be fine." The first place you're going is Doctor Google. Of course, you're gonna go. We ate all of that blue cake. <laughs> Alright, so tell me some of the details about this show. Oh, that doctor still—it's just. 
I'm so glad we switched. Oh my gosh, <laughs> So right? glad we switched. For all the reasons. Oh my goodness gracious. All right. So the episode title was The Beginning is the End is the Beginning. Now, it's kind of a confusing title. Um, and I'm not sure if this is actually a direct reference to what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. I could mm-hmm. be right. I don't know. But it's actually, this is the title that shares the name with one of my favorite Smashing Pumpkin songs of all time. Really? I didn't know you were a big Smashing Pumpkins fan. Oh my god, I was I was I dude, I was I was into it. And the reason why I knew of this particular song was because it came out on the Batman and Robin soundtrack. Yes. And you know, on the soundtrack it was okay, but then later on, a few years later, the movie Watchmen came out. Do you remember you remember Watchmen? Yeah. Right. And the main trailer for Watchmen, the one that was directed by Zack Snyder, the song on the trailer was a was a redone version of the beginning is the end is the beginning. And I was just like, it like blew my mind. And I, I, so I just, there's some, there's some things here that I do want to talk about in a little bit that may be connective tissue between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that is the title, although it's more likely that it just happens to match when Zoe says that Kevin's story isn't the end of the beginning. It's probably more just like the middle, which is why we played what we played at the beginning of this episode. The director was Ken Olin, who's directed 80,000, 100 million episodes of, <laughs> Something close to that of This Is Us. So if you'd like to know what his, uh, what his roster of episodes are, please go to imdb.com and you can actually see it. And the writer was Shukri Tillman, who wrote number two and number three as well. So those are those are some those are some really good episodes. Awesome. And you'll you'll see yeah. yeah you'll see the deal. So what do you got for your lemonade? lemonade. Rating? All right. So for a lemonade rating on a scale of one to five lemonades, five being oh my gosh, this episode was downright phenomenal. I'm going to give this one a four point four. Okay. Which is a little low. That's for low me. for you. Like very low for me. Yeah. Like what? 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. We'll okay. get into it. All right. It. All right. So for me, I'm giving this one a four. Which is low for you. Uh, for this is us. Yes. Yeah. This is this is low. Um, and here's the deal. I I, mean, I liked the episode. I liked it. I like I I wasn't bored watching it. Mm-hmm. I got some really good feels out of it as well. But I, you know, t- for the sake of not sounding negative, I just I can't help but think that the ending of this episode is putting us into soap opera territory. Oh. And and part of me, when this kind of thing happens, it worries me. It worries me that the show is relying on something like this to push itself forward as opposed to mm. telling the story that it ought to be telling. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. we have this big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's alive and they're hoping they're going to get some juice out of this. I just don't know. I I don't know. So what do you got for your good bad grade? Okay, my good for this episode was that Kate is going back to college. Yes. Yay! Awesome! Totally down with that storyline because uh, same thing, when she was ready to go get the choir teacher job, I was like, that's exciting. Wait a second, Kate. Do you have a degree? Like, as a music teacher myself, I was mm-hmm. kind of sitting there being like, this will be interesting. I, I, before you continue, there's a question I have here. Yeah. So she says, you know, damn eight credits is what pre- is preventing me from getting this job. Yes. Does that mean she's eight credits short from high school? Like, 
No, her. I think she graduated high school. No, I think it's eight credits from college. Okay, all right. So, yeah, so, it's she... So, it confirms that she did go to college at one point. Correct. But she left. Correct. Okay. I'm yeah. just making sure, because I, I, I yeah, wasn't sure if she... it's college credits that she needs to because, be a substitute teacher. I mean, for most states, at least. Well, she was so super... Degree. She was so super angsty at, this yeah. t- at that time in her life. I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't finish high school. Agreed. Right, because she could have been like. Oh, but now eight. we know that she did, and she right. did go and get some some credits done. Right, uh, almost all of her credits actually. Um, my bad. Was well, seriously, why doesn't anyone work in this show except Toby? And like, even then, that's that's in question. Yeah, like he's always home, <laughs> always chilling. But how much money was Kate making for Adela Grams? Probably not too awfully much, and she spent most of it probably on gas money. Okay, or we, flight money. We going understand back and forth. Kevin. Okay, I won't question Kevin's money, and unless Kevin is paying everyone's bills how in the world are randall and beth still fiscally cool i don't know they must have had a boatload of savings but seriously how is nobody working and my great was how um rebecca was able to open up with tess i mean first that part of the conversation was so painful and you're like we've all been in those conversations whether we've been the one having the awkward talk or receiving an awkward talk from a loved one but it's like this is not going well like when you have sex talk with your parents and you already know about sex or when they're like are you having sex and you're like oh gosh i don't want to even be having this conversation or just something that you didn't want to necessarily be sharing um, but then how Rebecca was able to talk about how, you know, sometimes when there are these things, we do need to be able to talk about it. And she's able to share with Tess, who I don't know if Tess knows that Rebecca lost a baby. I mean, I assume she did because that, of course, is a big part of her father's adoption story. But having Rebecca talk about that with Tess and then Tess's conversation with her parents, my goodness gracious, that was a beyond beautiful depiction yeah. of coming out and being accepted in a loving way. So really how that wrapped up with the Pearson family of how Tess was able to have the strength to talk to her parents and how beautifully her parents um, reminded her that they love her, you know, no matter what and how um, how that came off. That was my great. I noticed actually two things in that conversation with mm-hmm. with uh, between Rebecca and Tess. First, Moonshadow uh, was playing during this conversation. No way. Yeah, and it was you know it was a remixed version like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh that uh Siddhartha Kolso was like had had created so it was just like that acoustic version of Moonshadow which mm-hmm. was really kind of cool I thought that was I thought that was a great touch because that is clearly Rebecca's song but also Rebecca says to Tess that she kept a lot of secrets from from her husband from from Jack yeah she says you know I obviously I kept secrets from your father which I'm not proud of mm-hmm. but I also kept secrets from Jack I'm not sure if we have seen any of those secrets yet i would like to know what they are yeah i would like to know okay what were you hiding and i'm sure that that's where they're gonna go i'm sure that's why they dropped that line it seems like a throwaway line but i don't think that it is so i imagine as we go along here as we go forward because you know we're getting this whole thing of how kate and uh, kate uh, jack and rebecca i still refer to, to rebecca as kate because of lost i i just it drives me crazy i don't know why you I know just, why it's because you've said jack and kate a million times we have to go back kate that's the reason why so it, I, i'd like to know as they as their relationship progresses for the stuff that we have not seen what secrets are Rebecca keeping away from Jack. Mm -hmm. I would just like to say that. The good for me was the show having the courage and the writers having the courage to be self-aware. 
uh, with this show, uh, especially lines from like Zoe and Kevin talking about their experience being like Netflix and that not all documentaries end the way that you expect. And then, of course, it culminates in the conversation between Kevin and the local town historian. I mean, what a great, what a great scene. Mm -hmm. And, And I like that sometimes writers don't always have to give you what you as a viewer want. And like this is one of the things that that's really good about this episode and one of the things that's really bad because they 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 go right to that line where they're like, we're not going to give you everything you want. We're not going to we're going to not going to tell you we're not going to solve yeah. all these mysteries because sometimes life mm-hmm. life just some of the mysteries just it's like the leftovers. You just got to let the mystery be Let the mystery be some things sometimes don't work out um, and and that. That conversation is more about Kevin as opposed to Jack. Mm-hmm. Yes, we went to Vietnam to discover things about Jack, but maybe Kevin discovered something more about himself on the way. Okay, and um, and that is why that was good. But the show decided, well, we're not we're not going to be that brave. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just um, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep the guy alive you know and i just uh but the bad the the and i feel like i could cite a lot of different things here um uh, the doctor doesn't want kate to sit because she doesn't want her to drive a lot yeah to go to the adelegrams yeah. okay fine yet kate decides to go get a degree and sit in class well her car drive is like two to three hours seating seated and then she probably sings for a half hour if that and then gets back in the car and sits again but She's only going to have to take like a couple of classes and then walks in between. And classes are like 45, 50 minutes. Okay. All right. And then the whole scene. Maybe she could take a dance class. The whole scene with Kevin and his tour guide when the guy says, oh, hey, by the way, I checked the database for your uncle and he's definitely not on there. Why is that bad? Well, it's... This guy is a major Manny fan. I mean, he was asking for his shirt off. So if, if that were me, if I had if I had the pleasure of working with and serving um, someone John who I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge John Stamos. Like I wouldn't be like that. But yeah, sure, John Stamos. Say John Stamos came over and was like, "Hey, I'm looking for my uncle. Do you, can you find any information?" I would be on Google. For John Stamos. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I would be searching. And I, I would find. I'm not saying the that the act was bad. I'm saying that if you were that big of a fan, yeah. you probably would have checked that database when that conversation originally happened. And it just, I felt like it was just. You thought the timing. I, I felt like it was. A, first of all, I thought it was awkwardly written, uh, and I felt like it was just placed at the end to create dramatic tension. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like that was just, it wasn't an organic conversation. It just well, like. Maybe he waited because he was like, oh, maybe he's going to find him right away. And then as he wasn't finding him, oh my goodness gracious, after he washes the Manny's sheets and prepares the Manny's dinner and he's like Cinderella at 2 a.m., <laughs> he's like, I'll do one more thing for the Manny. Or uh, uh, the other thing I could cite here is the the reveal with Nikki at the end. And I, I'll get into that later. I, I don't think. <sighs> The real issue, the real issue I have with this episode, um, it, it revolves around Randall. It, what happens with Randall between Beth and he and his family because of the councilman story, 
Wait, how many bads do you have? You're supposed to have one bad. I'm saying those are the things I could cite. I'm not going to. <laughs> you already did, but continue. <laughs> the real issue, the thing that like angers me to the core about this episode is that Randall, it has such a, a character violation of what Randall is and what he stands for. I mean, here, the most important thing in his life is has been Beth and his kids. So, like, in his adult life, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, that, you you and I both know that. And that, that is what it is. Uh, and even helping Deja, that has been a major part of his life. Yes. But because, because he decides to make a promise to a bunch of strangers that, that he don't even live in the neighborhood of, and he he then endangers his 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 most important asset which is his family by continuing this campaign that is fruitless and not even worth trying i mean yeah take a chance okay take a chance sure but at the risk of losing your marriage and at the risk of upsetting your kids even though you've made a promise to your wife that whenever she feels uncomfortable we're gonna stop this thing i I, I just I can't. I mean, you can make an argument that yeah, sure, Randall is the is the kind of nerd that doesn't want to ever give up. He doesn't ever want to he doesn't want to stop when he gets his mind fixed on something. He just continues and he goes. But I feel like that is a direct violation to what his most important foundation of his life is, which is his family. And I feel like they're setting him up for a miracle win. And I just I hate that they're telegraphing this so quickly, and they're telegraphing it so easily. But the great for me. So many bads, Blake. The great was Ken Olin just continues to be my favorite director. Uh, his eye, his perfect pacing, and uh, a grasp on how to convey hard emotion in subtle visual storytelling is just beyond top-notch. I mean, between between the test conversation with her parents, which I freaking sobbed. I was sitting in here <laughs> in my studio, in this chair that I'm in. Yep. I, I sobbed when when she came out. Oh, so good. And, and Beth says, look at me. Wait, we're your parents. D- does this look like we have a problem? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I, I just had an emotional conversation with my dad, and that's all I wanted him to say to me that day. And I just, I just started sobbing. And, uh, I, oh, my God. And then Kevin passing his father in the ville. Um, he he just continues to knock it out of the park. But there was this there's one real subtle movement that Kevin makes as Zoe comes near him at the end of the episode, and she's t- talking to him about how this isn't the end. This this may just be the middle. When she comes up to him, Kevin uh, he's leaning over this balcony, and his necklace is dangling over his neck. And when she walks up, he quickly leans up and puts it back under his shirt. The necklace. Yeah. And it's as if he's ashamed of it. He's ashamed of the necklace. He puts it right back in so she can't see it. And then, he, of course, he talks to her about wasting time. And mm-hmm. I can't believe we did this. I'm so sorry. Uh, I just thought that was just such uh, a fantastic movement. Um, but you ready for the big three feedback? Yes. And we said... That's three. Big three? Big three! Jenny Warner says, hands down, the best episode of the season. She gave it five lemonades. The surprise ending regarding Nikki was great. But Tess coming out to her parents, all the feels. (laughs) Oh, right, Jenny? 
Kim Maloney says, great episode. Nikki's alive and has made his family suffer thinking he has died. He's a bigger jerk than I thought he was. Kevin always looks so sad. He does. And young Kevin and old Kevin. Oh, my God. Just sad, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there is more for him to learn about his dad in Vietnam. He needs to find inner peace. And I loved the scene where the young military-clad Jack walks past Kevin. Oh, my heart. And Katobi is having a boy. That reveal cake was so cute. And maybe he will be named Jack. And Randall pulled it out with her campaign speech of the century. Rebecca was fabulous in grandma mode yes. and test comes out maybe to her parents and they couldn't have responded any better. Parents of the year. But after a sip of wine, Beth tells Randall she isn't on board with his campaign and he gets to sleep on the couch. Her support was at an all time high immediately after Randall's speech. And then it takes a complete 180. Where did this come from? And fast forward to the future, if Randall and Beth are divorced, I'm seriously going to lose my poop emoji. <laughs> Angie Leith gave this episode 4.5 lemonades. She feels like it was super predictable. Her good was Rebecca talking to Tess and making her feel more comfortable talking to her parents. I love Rebecca so much. Her bad was the foreshadowing that Randall and Beth divorce. I mean... That's really not um, a big fight. I doubt it would warrant a divorce. And besides, anyone who has been in a long-term relationship knows that you have to talk stuff out. Their marriage has been shown a really uh, as really strong. Then something like this weird fight is supposed to break them up. I don't think so. And her great is Kate going back to school and finding out the baby is a boy. I like seeing Kate and Toby looking happy again. I really feel like it was revealed that Nikki was alive. It was kind of like a duh moment. It felt very predictable. I am, however, looking forward to watching that story unfold mm -hmm. so i would say the scene for me that stands out most in this whole episode mm -hmm. uh, i mean uh, I, i'm going back and forth between tess coming out to randall and beth and the conversation that kevin has with the local town historian um I, there are both great things about each uh, and they're both rooted in what I feel like we are most connected to as viewers to this of show. This is us. I would agree. Those two moments were very. This is us for us. Right, and I think I think that's why they work so well. Um, but if, if if you put a gun to my head, I, I'm 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 making a choice. I don't like that word. Well, you know what I mean. Especially watching this Vietnam stuff. Okay, I'm uncomfortable. If I'm for, if I'm forced to make a choice. I think I'm going to go with the conversation with uh, with uh, Kevin and the local town historian, and and I like it because it reveals so much about um, the mindset that Kevin is in and where he ought to be. I liked that the guy was saying, "Our our fathers fought here, mm -hmm. and 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 your your father, your uncle died, you know, apparently, uh, and." We have this guy talking about how his father wasn't, he seemed like an actor, just like Kevin. He would go off and talk about how he would have all these amazing, beautiful adventures in other, in worldly, other worldly places. Yeah. And he would come home and he would spare him from that. Just the same way that Jack would do or Jack did do for Kevin and his kids. But the thing that I, I got out of it was that there were these two people sitting there having food having a friendly conversation something that 40 years prior just wouldn't happen mm -hmm. 
in that very same spot. I mean, maybe it did a little bit, but like, you know, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's just so opposite. Right. And I love it because the subcontext of all of this is that our father's war doesn't have to be our war. Our they it that is their that's their thing. Our thing is different. Sometimes the answers don't come to a burden that isn't our burden. Mm-hmm. You may be here to find out about your dad, but that's your dad's burden. That what what happened here, that's that's uh, that's his. That's not yours. We can move forward. We can it's you don't need the answers. And I thought that was such a beautiful moment for This Is Us because This Is Us has been based solely around the idea of looking at our life, uh, you know, in Rewind. Remember how Nikki was saying, I wish we could just see yes. the end and then just yes. go back. And it's just that's such what a, this show does. That's yeah. what this show does. And it's just such a beautiful moment for the show because, yes, you can look at your life in Rewind. But there are mysteries that just don't have to be solved. There are things that just aren't yours. And that's okay. Which is why I was so frustrated when Nikki all of a sudden is alive. I, I need, I absolutely need to know your take on this, my darling. Because we have yet to talk about this. And it's been like almost a week since we've watched this. We need it. to digest this episode. And we had crazy kids. Let's crazy kids. Yeah. So uh, for the listener out there, thank you for being patient Seriously, with us. Seriously. So patient. Um, we, we, our lives have just been insane. Uh, so we're finally getting to this. But Marvin, I got to know, since we have not yet talked about it, what is your take on Nikki being alive at the end of this episode and living in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, guys. Not like in Alaska, not in Vietnam, not in Timbuktu. In the same state that Jack and Rebecca have been living in. Mm-hmm. Well, had been when Jack was alive. I think Nikki is dead to Jack. I don't think that uh, Nikki was proclaimed dead because he would have been listed on that, like, Google thing that right. the guy found. So I don't think Nikki ever died. Mm-hmm. And with Jack saying this dead, I think really it's been that he's been dead to Jack. Um, and I think Jack had just given up on his brother, which is so un-Jack. Um, oh, but I know. I think Nikki blew up the mom and the kid. Oh. I think Nikki, like, kills this family that Jack is taking care of. Oh, And that my. messes with Jack so much that he's dead to him. That is good stuff. Like, w- that's why this necklace means so much to Jack. It is just a trinket. Something happens to this woman and something happens that he hates Nikki. Unless Nikki hides and like Jack really never knows and never figures out that his brother didn't die. Well, the guy when Jack, he says, "I think the soldier was out there." Yeah, I think the somebody, soldier was, yeah, somebody but was out there. We don't see, we don't see the boat. Okay, okay yep. so we don't know. Like, was Nikki out there? I don't, I don't know. I think that this necklace means a lot because something really messed up happens either to the kid or to the mom or something, and that is why Jack can't forgive his brother. He is dead to him. I like that. That is good stuff right there. As a matter of fact, what. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> if, if I could, if, if I could find the damn. I'll stay 
Like, seriously, because why would Jack wear a trinket necklace for his entire life? Right. And then give it to his son as like, this is something super important to me. Right. It needs to have serious weight. And we have seen that Jack wasn't romantically involved in this woman's life. Right. So something bad happens to this woman. If it wasn't something good, something bad. <laughs> something bad. I like that. Thank I you. like that a lot. Thank you. Because, you know, Nikki eventually ends up saying our mission here is to kill. Yeah. That's all Nikki's been saying, guys. He's been saying he wants to even kill kids. Right. And he, and he's doing the whole psh, psh thing with his hands and Nikki's not okay. Not not in a good place. No. Not in a good place. That's so that's my two cents. Wow. <laughs> wow, you just blew my mind on this one. You blew my mind on this one. Well, choice word too. <laughs> that's true. Actually, speaking of that, by the way, yeah. part of me really did like this parallel of Nikki blowing up, apparently. You know, like the way that it was yes. the way that it's edited yes. and it, it, the show is making you believe Nikki blew up even though he didn't. Uh, and Jack running to the rescue, which was also intercut with Randall walking into the family room, mm. seeing Beth with the blankets and putting the pillows and everything on the couch. It's relationships deteriorating. It's my blowing up his life. It's yeah. blowing up his yes. relationship. Yeah how how cool of a how cool of a transition yeah. is this, right? I mean, that's that's some good stuff. Agreed. And I, I, where where are we with with Randall and Beth here? Do you? Obviously, in the future, we see um, we see that I don't know if there's friction. We're meant to feel friction. We're meant to feel distance. They're not in the frame together. Everybody isn't joyful. Okay, obviously, Rebecca is dying or sick or something bad's happening to Rebecca, mm-hmm. and and um, the phone call to Beth comes. You know, it's a, it's a reminder from Ch- Tess. Right. So it's not a reminder from Randall. But they carefully don't show if. Beth is wearing a ring or not. They're right. very careful about that. Yep. Um, but Beth is going to be seeing Rebecca. Um, so I don't know. I feel like this might be like a misleading thing. I mean, we've all since season one been seeing Beth and Randall relationship goals. I think it would just be a little too much that if this political hiccup is what pulls them apart. I feel like Beth and Randall have been through so much more right. that I don't see this breaking them up and I don't necessarily see them being broken up right now. I think that right. this is a complete, what is it, red herring? A red herring. That's yeah. my girl. Look yeah. at you with the nerd culture. However, Beth suddenly being a dance teacher. Where did that come from? What's going from? on? <laughs> Wait, what? I'm, however, however, really happy that she has a job. <laughs> at least she said maybe it's a volunteer job i don't think no, she's still she's getting called miss boss oh yeah she's, the okay. boss she, of it. she's still the boss okay and all right who refers to themselves as boss <laughs> and you shall call me boss <laughs> right well he, part of the lexicon of this show is to show you one thing and completely the rip the, flip it the, just you know bait and switch here a little bit right and that's they even did that with nikki you're told it multiple times that nikki is dead guess what he's not and well and like i i do you think randall and beth are broken up in the future because of the vocabulary of the show mm-hmm. i'm gonna say no right i'm gonna say tricky. no because it, it, they purposely do this to you. And of course and they're not going to be happy. Like everyone's going to be like, oh, they're kind of crabby. Yeah, Rebecca's dying, it seems. Or so, what if what if Rebecca's already dead? Uh, that That's something. I mean, uh, just because they're visiting her doesn't mean that they have to be visiting her alive. They could be visiting the tree. 
they could be visiting the tree. Maybe she's buried there. Maybe maybe this is the end game for the show. Like this is literally the end scene of the show. Yes, and it's their birthday. That would make sense to me. Like, you start off every season. But it is their birthday on this day. Right, because they have to pin the tail on the donkey. Yes. And that's a callback to season one, where they where they play the game uh, with them. Where are Keaton and Kevin, though? Where are future Keaton and Kevin? That's a good point. That's a good point. And that's why I'm, I'm wondering, maybe this is, maybe what they're showing you is the, the final... The final day. Like the final day. And, you know, the first day was their birthday. And I think the final day will be their birthday. Agreed. And I think it will all end at the tree somehow. Agreed. Some way. Uh, That's the way that it seems to be trending for me. Um, But but here's another thing. This whole... I don't think that this councilman story is going to be the end of Beth and Randall. I just... I just don't. I'm there with you. I agree. And I think that this is going to be a big old fight. Oh my gosh. And if Randall keeps running, like, I don't know oh, how much yeah. longer it's going to take, but if it's like another month or two, his back's going to be hurting from sleeping on that couch. <laughs> I slept on the couch a couple of days in a row because Felicity <laughs> was was crying and my back is, is all kinds of jacked oh, up. Yeah. yeah. He won't be able to go to the gym. So I... I, I can't with this with this story anymore with this councilman story and and not only is there I think a direct character violation that Randall underwent here just because that's what the story needed him to do but it's it's also going about it in a, in a funny way because we already had a conflict with Beth and Randall at the end of the last episode. She was pissed off at him because he gave her the pity job. Correct. And she's like, I just, I didn't expect that, Randall. And they were already mad. But by the end of that episode, in the beginning of this episode, that whole conversation, that whole conversation has taken place off screen. And the whole issue between the two, this big thing has been completely resolved without us seeing any of it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> we get a whole new conflict with Beth and Randall about him continuing on. It's but, like, what are we... But it's it's not just Beth and Randall at this point. You know, Tess just came out to her parents. Mm-hmm. Deja wants to see her mom. There are way too many things going on in this household. And Beth, as a woman knows that hell hath no fury like a teenage daughter, okay? So sure. so stuff's going to be happening in the Pearson household that needs two parents on deck to handle. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So what I think happened is, yes, Beth was supportive of Randall. Yes, it was a great speech. Nice job. But then we've got some major things going on. And Beth is finally aware of something that we as show watchers have been aware of. You guys have kids... Who's watching these kids? Who's taking care of these kids? Who's going to their basketball games? Who's doing all these things? So Beth is finally saying, okay, honey, we had fun. You did a good job. But first off, someone has to get a real job, okay? Someone needs someone needs some money. But second of all, like, let's fix, let's make sure we're here for our family. Sure. And so I think that Beth is coming from the protective mama, mama bear perspective. And I think that that's, she mentions it, but that's what I really, I, Beth is in the right Oh, she 100% and I, she is. But like, it's not only just Beth saying, I asked you to stop. It's Beth saying, I asked you to stop. And look, our family needs you right now. Right. 
So I, I, I totally, I am way on board with. Like, I think it's going to hit Randall soon. I think he's going to realize, oh, I, I was dumb. I really, I really hope so. I, I, I hope to God that it, he, he sees it. Um, I, I just, oh, it, the, the whole councilman story. I mean, you, the, the, the issue that you're having is that you, and I, and I've said this before, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying it. Where, what happened to R and B properties? What happened? Where where did it go? Why isn't the Manny breaking down walls anymore? I know, but like, this was a big deal last season. Right. He was buying this building. And trust me, coming from a guy who who works at a company that owns and operates plazas and buildings like this, there's stuff that happens every day that costs money. And like, there are problems that heaters got to get fixed, roof leaks, plumbing issues. This ha- It happens every day. Every day. And it's just, eh, we ha- we own the building. Yay. Like, I just, wee. I, I just, I, oh, man. And, and you're, you're sacred. The stuff happening with Deja, with her mom and wanting to hang out with her and all that stuff, that is far more impressive and important than seeing this councilman story. I, oh. And, guys, it's Christmas time, okay? <laughs> Thanksgiving's already happened, and there are no Christmas decorations up. Randall needs to come on and Miguel it up. Okay? Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Where is the Christmas decor? Oh, my God. Family needs some jolliness. Although, stay home, Randall. Although I will say this. The, the, the speech during during the debate was, was a good one. Uh, he's like, I, I, I have a whole list here of I'll get to's and maybes and everything. But I couldn't help but think that when Randall comes off the stage and he sits down on the stairs and he starts talking to everybody, I felt like that was like your substitute teacher trying to be cool and like turning the chair around and to like talk to you. And I'm sorry, Randall, but that's a big auditorium. You should have just brought the mic. Like you cannot project that that well. I don't know. As someone as someone who has worked in auditoriums and has a pretty good projective voice, I'm just saying mm-hmm. you needed a mic, buddy. <laughs> It's a good thing I wasn't there because you know what I would have done if I was sitting in that audience. Uh, you tell me, what would you have done? I would have walked right up on that stage while Randall was speaking, tried to pretend that nobody could see me, <laughs> even though I'm almost six feet tall and like gangly and freckled. And I would have taken it off the mic and I would have made that sound and I would have tiptoed down and handed it to him and pointed it towards his mouth like, like he was my eighth grader in a musical. Here you go, honey. Start it over. <laughs> and you would have just like slinked off <laughs> yes, and sat back down and put my hands in my lap like I was a really good wife here you go honey start over did you speak into the mic now they can hear you you know I would have done that of course that. you would have done that of course I've seen it happen I know I've seen it happen in real life oh, I'm surprised Beth didn't oh my god so um, a couple of other things I wanted to get to here um I love when the show, like I said, is is honest and upfront with you, mm-hmm. and I love when it is self aware. So, like when Jack says to to Nikki, "Listen, we got forty eight hours left, kid. That's all I got with you, and then that's the end." Like that was right at the beginning of this episode, and I was like, "Wow, what a great way to start." And see, like this is why this episode is so maddening, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many great things about it that where where they're just. The show is being honest. It's telling you, we have 48 hours left with the Nikki that we know as we know him, 
right? We have 48 hours with Jack and Nikki as we know them. That's yep. it. That's all we got. Yep. And then after that, Jack, Jack says, after that, I don't know. I don't know. And we as viewers are saying the same exact thing. That's when you know you have great writing. When the characters are saying stuff that you as a viewer can absolutely say, yes, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And even Nikki saying, I'm not going to complete the mission. I don't want to get clean. Because oh, when I get clean, all I just see all of it. What, what does it say? I don't want to get clean, Jack. I see it all when I'm clean. I'm not going to complete the mission. Oh, my God. Just take a deep breath. I see it all. Like, ah, oh, just just fantastic stuff. Truly. If, and, and oh, just... Oh. This episode's going on for a long time. I know. Well, it's the fall finale. I know. So we're, we're breaking sorry, all guys. the rules. I'm just I'm I'm breaking the fourth wall right now, and I'm just saying I'm sorry. All right. So, uh, all right. Ready for some uh, in or out? Yes. And I have a new I have a new clip for in or out, by the way. And I need to know if you guys are in or out on this clip. Okay. Ready? Yes. What's it gonna be, McFly? Are you in or out? There you go. It's from Back to the Future. Yeah. If it's abrasive or like, what is that? Let us know. Blake loves it. I love it. I think it's great. I'm out. I am I am in on it. I'm in on the clip. If you're out on the clip, let us know. And if you're in no, if you're out on the clip, just Okay. Just email me. And then if you're in on it, put it on Facebook. Oh my gosh, Blake. <laughs> All right, in or out. Uh I gotta do my weekly check in. Yes. Zoe, in or out? Still out. I'm still out too. Zoe sucks. However, I loved the 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 quad buns. I loved the quad bun hair look. Oh, that's right. I would get. It was I'll like Princess that. Leia times two. <laughs> it's so cute. I, I will say she was better. I loved it. I will say she is better. Yes. Still out. All right. In or out. Randall and Beth's reaction to Tess. Oh, in. I'm totally in on it yes. too. There's some, see, I put it in there because a lot of people are saying that they didn't like love on her enough. They and they and after they were talking, they were like, I did not see that coming. Like. It just felt like they weren't embracing, like, yay! Oh, I think that Tess, um, I think that Beth was trying to make Tess feel like we're not making it a big thing. I think if it was like a big yay, it would have been made a thing. So I, I think agree. Beth was just trying to gauge Tess's desires. All right. Uh, in or out? Her being Rebecca. In. Totally, totally in. in. I'm, I'm hey, in on that jinx. too. <laughs> uh, in or out? Nikki living in Pennsylvania. In. I'm out. I'm in because I think it's dead to me. I think Nikki messed up and I love that he's been so close and I love that this is like OMG. He lives right down the road pretty much. Oh, give me some family conflict because I live it and breathe it every day. <laughs> this is why I love in or out. This is why I love in or out. Uh, in or out. Kevin never checking to see if his uncle's name is on the Vietnam Memorial. In. Kevin's not <laughs> the brightest bulb in the punch. <laughs> He's like, my dad took me to the Vietnam Memorial once. It must have been there. No, your dad was crying over squirrel. Okay. No, he took Randall. Oh. He took Randall. Never mind. Kevin didn't even get to go. (laughs) Sorry, Kevin. All right. Uh, In or out. Not learning any more about mystery Vietnamese lady. Oh, I think we're learning in the next couple of episodes, guys. Dinner fash. Yeah, I I, I think think our time in Vietnam is coming to a close. I agree. Uh, I'm really, I'm really in on this. You I, like I'm, my theory, don't I am, you? I am in on your theory. I think she's... in or out on Mary's theory. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in on Mary's yeah. theory. All right, uh, in or out? Katobi's baby being possibly named Jack. Totally in. 
See, I don't know. You don't know because you wanted our baby's name, Jack. And I, I said no. So I'm in because at least there will be a Jack in your life. Congratulations. <laughs> I wanted Jack and I got told no. I wanted Alexander. I got told no. <laughs> no. Well, no, it wasn't no. It's that my ex-sister-in-law's name is Alexandra. Oh, that's and right. I said, that's right. It would be really weird if there was an Aunt Alex and then a boy named Alex. That, so it's his middle name. That's true. Okay. Um, in a route, Beth and Randall being divorced in the future. Um, Out. I'm out on that too. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna happen. All right, in or out. Beth being a ballet instructor. In <laughs> why? Because Beth is amazing. Let's be real, okay? And we don't know if she's had dance in her past. And Deja loves to dance, so maybe Beth and Deja are like, "Hey, what are you doing today? You want to dance with me? Sure." And then they're both like, "Dang, we love dancing so much. Let's open a ballet school. <laughs> this is great." I'm, I'm in. I'm hey. In. Why are they saying hey? I don't know. Just because you were like, open up a dance school. Oh, I'm just enthusiastic. I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, you could tell your joke, Blake. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you were going to do it. Why? What did the horse say to the scarecrow? What? Hey. So that's why Blake's been saying hey a lot, guys, because of a five-year-old joke. You're welcome. I got it from Alexa. In or out? All right, in or out, last one, in or out. The show... <laughs> I got it from Alexa. I did. I know. Uh, the show trying to be smarter than the audience and thought it gave us a huge fake out with Nikki. In or out? In. You're in on it? Yeah. Why? Why not? Why Why are you in on it? After this 45-minute conversation, you're still in on it. Because um, I think we see Jack is always being perfect. Okay. And... Um, I like that. I like the idea that his brother was dead to him. And just like Rebecca said, Jack has some secrets that I don't know about. This is a secret that Jack probably had that Rebecca doesn't know about. This is some serious dark stuff. And for those of you who have really tough family relationships and you've had someone who's been emotionally dead to you, it's hard. It's really hard. So I don't know. I'm kind of digging this. I'm kind of digging this story. All right. I will, I will be in on your out. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll be in on your out because... Of my theory about the blowing up? Yes. Okay, so if my theory's right, you're cool with this storyline. If your theory is right, I'll be in on it. Everyone is like crying in their cars right now saying, no, Mary, he does not blow up the woman and the child. And I, 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 I kind of hope that he does. I'm I not going to lie. I, we're not trying to be malicious guys. We're really good people, but yeah. I feel like that would be an exceptionally crazy storyline and it would make it so that Jack can't forgive him. Right. And and it says more about Jack than it does Nikki. Exactly. And, th- and because of that, that informs a character. That's how you learn about a character that you already love. You're welcome. That's why. You're welcome, Blake. <laughs> that's why I'm in on your out. See? <laughs> All right. I just changed your mind. It took 45 flipping minutes, but I just changed your mind about this episode. No, I, you know, and I, no. And I rate it so low uh, for me because I feel icky. For those of you who don't know, I pretty much rate episodes based upon how like happy fives. I am. She's giving out fives like Oprah. All the time. And it's not that this episode was bad, okay? It's just, I'm like, where's the joy I have, aside from the cake? I have one wrench I'm going to throw into your, your okay. theory, okay? Bring it. And I, I'm just thinking about this. Okay. okay? So even, this whole thing. Well, hurry it up. The, the, People got to go places. All right. The wrench I'm going to have is we already have Jack saying with about his dad that his dad is dead to him. Remember when he, when Jack's dad was dying they're on the, the, and he was on the camping trip? Yep. And he was like, I don't want to talk to him. The guy's been dead to me for however many years. Yep. Why would he be able to say that about his dad and not Nikki? 
What do you mean? Why would he be able to say that like he, the guy's already dead to me? Because it's and not be able to say that about Nikki. Because to his Jack wife. thinks it's his fault. He wasn't able to get Nikki clean. He wasn't able to watch Nikki. Okay. Okay, so Jack sees Nikki's issues as something that Jack, the Superman, couldn't fix. And then if this happens on Jack's watch. Okay. okay? Jack's dad is his own man. He's a grown-up. But Jack has always seen his brother as something he has to protect. All right. All right, I get you. All right, I'll... I'll... You're on board. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm in on it. This isn't take development, okay? So that when when Aren't things, you glad I threw this out early rather than it being a theory like a hot take. This way we can really discuss it. <laughs> when when things look much better later on in this yeah. story, and and I can just make myself look better in turn, I'll I'll make it so that this wasn't a full on take. <sighs> this is just take development. I'm hungry. Let's wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, final thoughts for uh, for this episode, my darling. What do you got? Um, I'm really excited for Kate to go to school. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to say. I just said oh, I just did everything I needed to do. Okay, I just blew your mind. What do you want me to say? I'm out on that. <laughs> I'm out on that final thought. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So this is what I want to do then, because it I better was, be quick. Because I'm really hungry. I was trying to lead you down a path, and I messed it up. Okay. <laughs> all right. Where I wanted to take measure because we're at the fall finale. We are halfway through this season. We're halfway. We're done. We're halfway done. Where are you in terms of this season and how it's working so far for you? Um, let's see. If you had to rate, if you had to give me a lemonade rating, yes. all right, for this season so far, what's yeah. your lemonade rating? Don't you compared, dare say five. Compared to other seasons. Yeah, it, within, in context, with within with I was just about to say within within Outlander. No, within this is us. How many lemonades are you giving it? A four. I think I, I'm I'm with you on that one. But I think it's gonna get better, guys. I think it's gonna get better in January, and it's not that it's bad. We love and know these these people. Once again, I'm voting with my heart because I'm just feeling icky about everything. Okay, I'm afraid Kate's gonna die. I'm not gonna lie. I'm afraid Kate's gonna die. This is us. Puts little breadcrumbs down all the flipping time. Okay, they're just like, oh, you better watch out for IVF. Up, Kate doesn't wake up in anesthesia. Kate's gonna be messed up. Oh, bah, 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 bah. oh I'm a little nervous. I'm just not in a happy place about anybody right now, except <laughs> Miguel. And I, I don't even know if he put up his Christmas decorations. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel because nobody even showed me any Christmas decorations. So I don't really feel happy about anybody right now. <laughs> you know what you. I think what you're saying is actually much smarter than you're intending it to be. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you're dumb. I'm saying no. that you're, you're, you're making light of it. And, but what you're saying is true. I think on a story level, it's 100% true. Here's my deal with This Is Us so far, and especially this season, and I think on, as a show on the whole. Uh, this season, I'm on board with you. I, I, I think it's a four. I think there have been fantastic episodes this season. Ones where you're like, whoa, dude, that is, that's great. And then there are other seasons where you're, the episodes where you're like, oh, I mean, the episodes that really worked were Nine Bucks, Vietnam, Sometimes, and Six Thanksgivings, right? Those are four episodes out of the nine that have aired so far. Four. And I would say, like this fall finale, 
half of this season has really worked. Yes. And the other half has just been kind of well, like... Well, and Jack and Rebecca just need to get back together. Okay. Right. And and and, and that, that too. I mean, this show has had so much success because it really is us. It's us as a people. It's us as a generation. It's mm-hmm. us as a viewing audience. Some way, somehow, people have always found a way to connect with this show on a very visceral level. And even if you couldn't have a deep visceral connection personally, you at least know or knew someone who went through the similar things that were happening on this show. Uh, Losing a child, being depressed, parents dying, anxiety attacks, uh, having a dad who was was terrible, uh, hating on your mom or your your in-laws, your dad being in a war that he didn't want to talk about, the, the sibling rivalry. Uh, trying to win back the girl or the guy of your life that was that was the one that you were missing out on, uh, and maybe this episode for a lot of people hit hit home. You know what I mean? Right. There were a lot of things in this episode. It didn't hit home for me. Well, well, I would say on a on a on a narrative level, these are all relatable parts to the people in the story that you're connected to. These are things that we all fell in love with as a collective. Mm-hmm. So let's just consider the things that haven't worked so far. Duke. Bad news. Uh, Rand- Randall running for city council so far. Bad news. Kate not having a job, but all the money to do whatever she wants. Uh, Kevin in season one being a famous guy with no connections. Jack driving off and Kate saying that she killed her dad. Everything with Zoe and your your girl Olivia. Uh, leaving Deja in the dark in this season. Just where where did she go? Even kind of somewhat going to Vietnam. These are all things that are either disingenuous in nature or we don't have a connection with them on a very base level they aren't us they aren't real and that's the problem Mm -hmm. that's the problem when you aren't real when it's not something that is collectively us that's when this is us fails and that's why i think season three so far has not been an abject failure but it has been a little rough well, and because it's not connecting as much to us. And that's why I'm saying there are other people listening or watching that this season might be connecting more with them. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So since you gave the hot take of the year, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to let you own that one. Oh, thank you. I'm going to, you know, and for those of you, for those who are there that want to hear it again, let's. What is it again? What is your what is your outlandish thing? Oh, your 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 hot take. <laughs> that Nikki blew up the mom and the kid, or just the mom, just the kid in the boat. And it, that he is dead to Jack because of what he did. Excellent job. Excellent. All right. Are you ready to close this bad boy out and go eat? Yes, I'm starving. All right, let's do it. We want to thank you so much for taking the time, especially in this episode. It was a little long, but guys, it was like the midway finale. So we're going to be back. When are we coming back? January 15th is when the show comes back. So we will be coming back January 16th. What would be great is if you have other friends who watch This Is Us to share this podcast with them. Just You could share it from your podcast app. You can let people know on Facebook or Instagram. Just screenshot your phone and you could share in your stories and let people know that we exist. That's right. And uh, we wanted to thank Kathy and Henry saying, I started listening to Mary and Blake's Outlander Cast podcast and was instantly hooked. 
when I found out they were doing a podcast about This Is Us, I knew it was not to be missed. It's like hanging out with your friends, talking about the show, except one of them has a, a good Boston accent. <laughs> Hit another one right out of the park. She no. says five stars. Love it. Uh, the prediction is always fun and loves Blake's take on all this other stuff as well as Mary's. So that is the end of the show. I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is us too. <laughs>